Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the IndieCast 61 Indies podcast, all about the rad happenings within the indie gaming scene. I am one of your hosts, Mike Toundro, and tonight I am joined by Matthew Wright. Hi, Matt. Hello. Jacob Palmer. Hello. And Kyle Stevenson. Hola. Way to ruin it, Kyle. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> how goes it, friends? It's uh, going very well. It's you going know? good. Yeah. Got video games. You know, we got video games. Three-day weekend. For some. Mm. For some. For some. For most. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Wait, Matt, you're not off? Uh, no. Uh, I have Monday off, but I work today and I work tomorrow. Oh, okay. Was, okay. That confused me. That just boggled my yeah. mind how you worded that. <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure every mail service is closed on Monday. That's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the funny thing is it wasn't even going to be closed up until... A week ago, so, oh. only because of staff shortage that they decided to be closed on Monday. Mm. <laughs> Great, yeah. Jake mentioned video games. Yeah, we're in September, oh, yeah. and September for a long Oof. time has given me insane anxiety. Yep, because oh my god, we are slammed. Yes, mm-hmm. and like already, like we're playing a bunch of stuff that's not coming out, that's under embargo, that's not coming out just yet, and like I'm oh my god, yeah, I don't like this. Like, it's such a weird complaint to have, but oh my God, the pressure yeah. to get reviews out and coverage out. Holy shit. I know. To make sure it's like you play enough of the game, that way you can give a an honest opinion on such a time crunch sucks. <laughs> you uh, wanna... I can tell you right now, the one that you're playing is, uh, we were told, uh, eight hours. <laughs> uh... Which is, it's not, hey, that's bigger, more than I thought, but it's not terrible compared to like, at least you're not playing like The Witcher 3 or some shit. Oh God. Yeah, it, when I was playing it, it, it seemed like it was going to be like that. So it's good to yeah. have that confirmation. I can't wait to play it. I'm literally staring at it on my desktop <laughs> and I haven't touched it yet. Well, speaking of video games, tonight we're going to chat about what we've been playing, uh, such as the Big Con and Kyle's finally dug into Hades and stuff like that. But first, let me remind you that the IndieCast records live on twitch.tv slash 61indie every other Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern alternating with our pizza shop chill out podcast dollar slice if you can't catch the shows live no worries because they hit all major podcast services the following monday while you're listening go ahead and hit us with a glowing review we've been told that helps with that funky little alg- algorithm uh, and once we're all wrapped up here go check out 61indie.com for the latest reviews previews and more indie game content a uh, bit of housekeeping before we dig into things. This month is September, so I was told. Uh, you can get 20% off all sub-tiers, uh, which gets you some rad emotes and no ads before the streams. Plus, you could support some cool indie creators like ourselves. So you should go do that. Please help. Uh, very poor. Um, then also just a bunch of stuff happening on the website. Uh, me and Kyle interviewed Annika Marr of Happy Broccoli Games, the folks behind Kraken Academy. That conversation is on the IndieCast feed and up on YouTube and the website right now. Spotlight Sunday continues with Harry. Uh, the next one, if you're listening to this live, the next one uh, drops tomorrow. It's a uh, it's like a Tinder game except for aliens. It's really freaking cool. I definitely want to play it. I forgot what it was called already. Tender. It's called Tender. It's very good. Uh, what else we got? Um, I am dropping an unboxing, I think tomorrow for the super rare mixtape volume one. Yes. Look at this little cassette, 30 indie games on this guy, which it's not actual, actual cassette. Sorry, audio listeners. This is a visual gag. A little little dongle. It's awesome. A little little dongle. You can check out that unboxing probably Sunday or Monday. That cassette tape looked happy to see us. 
Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, plus a bunch of cool write-ups such as Justin's three-part housemark history. Uh, oh, that thing is pretty insane. And yeah, it finally dropped. That was mostly my fault. <laughs> no, no, I just meant like it's a long time coming. Justin was was yeah. writing it and thinking Hard about it. Hard at work it. on it. Well, Justin, yeah, yeah. Justin killed it. Definitely check so, uh, it out. Please. It's really good. Yeah. It's a good um, Cinderella story of like a small indie studio, like Finland's first indie studio becoming this first party AAA thing. It's pretty yeah. freaking insane. Uh, and we're going to touch on that again later. Cinderella, a Cinderella story of sorts. Um, let's get into it. Uh, who wants to go first? I'm going to pick on Kyle first because I've been talking a while. Going to pick on Kyle? me? Not pick me, pick, pick on, on you. me. Oh, great. I'm gonna pick great on school you. all over again. <laughs> Mom, Kyle, you finally need me. <laughs> You finally uh, started Hades. Yeah, and I saw it when Jake heard that. He was like, what? Huh? I, I do have one question. <laughs> I do have one question. Yeah. What the hell? What do you mean? <laughs> How, why did it take you this long? I, trophies. I, I, said it. On I was waiting for PlayStation waiting for trophies, trophies, man. It doesn't matter if you're waiting for trophies. You still play this amazing game that was free on Game Pass on the Switch on PC. Yeah. Well, it just hit <laughs> just Game Pass hit Game and Pass. Xbox. Oh, True. that's right. Still, still. Listen, it looks beautiful on my TV, and it doesn't matter if I waited or not. I'm all in. I'm 40 something hours <laughs> in. I'm two trophies away from the platinum. It yes. is uh, just flat out incredible. Like I, I know the hype was there. Won plenty of awards. It deserves everything it's gotten and more. Uh, I mean, voice voice acting. I think is the best in a game. I think. Yeah, I it's can so think good. of. Yep. Uh, there are some games that rival it, of course, like the big budget, like Sony first party stuff. There are some voice acting in that that, that come close to it. But like everything in Hades is just spot on and every god, every uh, companion. I mean, let's just shout out Meg. My God, I fall in love yeah. with her just on her voice alone. So good. Um, the game Something is just with so Meg. Good. With Meg, uh, my roommate also just started playing it because I pressured her because yeah. I knew she was going to thirst over him. Yeah. Um, and something she pointed out, she's like, I love that Meg's voice actress is very much reminiscent of Disney's Hercules' yes. Meg. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. And that's why I love it so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it ju- it's just so good from the way that the story works, too. Like, most roguelikes from what I've played, I think of, like, Rogue Legacy, where the story, you get little bits and pieces from, like, diaries here and there, but the big chunks don't happen until you beat a boss mm-hmm. in Hades. Every time you die, there is more story from er- all these different characters and every random God that pops up that you go get a boon, which is like how you upgrade your powers and skill sets and whatnot. Everything is adding something new. There's no like repeated phrases or story beats. I haven't run into any of that in, and like 40 hours in, like I'm still, still going and still mm-hmm. discovering new things. And it's pretty incredible what Supergiant did with this. One question. Yeah. Every single time you start your journey over again, you make sure you talk to your dog, right? I always pet Cerberus. You can. Yes. Yeah. Just make it <laughs> sure. Just make it sure. Always. Just make sure you're playing the game right. That's all. Absolutely. You got to give him the best scratches before he goes. Yeah. Or else delete your game off the console. Yep. You are not getting that platinum, sir. I'm so close. I, I have a couple more keepsakes to to fully max out and then figure out what's going on with Achilles because that quest line has not popped up mm. yet. And I don't know why. 
Um, but that's mm. one. Of, that's a trophy that I need to do. I need to reunite him with somebody. Um, don't want to spoil too much. His ankle. His ankle. Yeah. No, his heel. heel? Sorry, I yeah. fucked it up. <laughs> how was how your oh, How was your first uh, run in with the the final boss? Oh boy, it uh, it was tough. Yeah, it was very tough, and it's it's interesting. Like when I did the um, our road to greatness over in the trophy room where we talked about it. I only beat it once. I beat Hades once. And I was like, okay, this is fantastic. I'm already glowing. I was like, the spear is the go-to weapon. I don't want to touch 100%. that thing now. Don't want to even touch it. Really? There, Yeah. Oh my God. Give me the fist, the big, the big boxing gloves with the claws and stuff. Those are my go-to. Oh, give the me the shield. fucking fist. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. The, the, the spear <laughs> is good when you're, you're learning out and you need right. some range or whatnot. But then, like, when you are dashing around and combined with some of, like, the dash uh, boons, you want to get close and do the dash strikes, which is something I did not mess with at all. And that's, like, my go-to. But, yeah, the first time I fought Hades, I was like, sweet, I got him, boom. And then the most metal music <laughs> kicks <Yes>. in <laughs> at second phase, like, oh, no. <laughs> it got my ass beat very quickly yep. afterwards. But now he, it's just like it's like clockwork. I know, right. I know what to do by now. He he goes all out on that. Like when you're first fighting him, and then you're just like, oh, second phase, and then it's just like shit. And it only Cause, gets uh, enhanced because of that music, man. I don't think yeah. it would hit just as hard unless that music hits. It, it was funny on Twitter. Kayla from uh, Uppercut, she, she posted there, um, defeated Hades, and then had the second phase. She's like. Why didn't you guys tell me there was a second thing? <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, it's it's pretty damn cool. Yeah. It, it's it is awesome seeing all these people playing Hades again. It just makes me want to buy it again. And like I have it on my Series S, and it runs great. Yeah. So I kind of want to buy it on the PlayStation Four for yeah. the trophies as well. I will say, I mean, yeah. as far as like the PS5 version, DualSense doesn't do anything crazy for it. Mm-hmm. I haven't noticed anything. Minus, I, I think you get like the little sounds of like the nectar come through the controller, but I think that's the only really like difference. And is it a PS5 version? Like you're not there, playing a no, PS4 I version have the on PS5 okay. version. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot with like the PS5 version of certain games. Like they don't really do yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, certain things. But it would be nice um, to get I mean, like the cards to work though for the trophies in this. Sure, but that's yeah. in the beta. Some that of the I, for some reason, I'm not in. I don't know. It's eh, Mr. Don't Sony. Break console. It's fine. <laughs> Mr. Sony, please let it's me fine. in. <laughs> let me in. Uh, I mean, yeah, Jake j- nailed it on the head for me. Like you saying, like, yeah, this game is getting a second win now. It's on PlayStation and Xbox. Mm-hmm. I also just picked it back up last, the, like, the other night because I downloaded on Game Pass. Um, I was playing something for review. Oh, uh, Torment the Souls, which I'll talk about in a bit. Um, and I just needed a palate cleanser. I knew like I just wanted something like fast, actiony, whatever. So I started a new game of Hades, and goddamn, does it feel good to be back? I am still terrible at the game. Mm. Um, I think currently I'm 12 runs in. I finally beat the fucking Bone Hydra. I never beat the Bone yeah. Hydra. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I t- right before we hopped on for the podcast, I just made it to uh, the fucking. <laughs> I, I keep wanting to uh, call them Ornstein and Smog from Star- Dark Souls, but <laughs> the fucking big bull and the fucking strong yeah. boy. So, but isn't um, that, that Theseus and Ar- Arteus? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Funny. Also, thi- just uh, just encountered uh, death for the first time. Oh, he's hot. Oh, yep. Thanatos. 
Yeah. Yeah. He real hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take your power <laughs> any day. I'll, I'll take your power <laughs> yeah. any day. There, there Even, is. No, go ahead, Jake. Just everybody in this game is just so well done. Just it's so oh, beautiful. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like even what's what's his name? The little jester there in the beginning. Even he's like, oh, Hypnos. Right. Yeah. The guy that Hypnos. greets you every time you die. Yeah. And then it's just like, all right. You know, I, I'd still I'd still a big, <laughs> big shout out. Everyone's talking like usually like Meg or Thanatos is like the most attractive people in Hades. Shout to Eurydice. The, the oh, muse yeah. in Asphodel. Oh my god! Yep. Ooh, mm-hmm. Her voice is incredible. Yeah. Um, but the the cool thing about Hades that I really love is the way that it plays with us as the gamer, kind of like breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Like when you get to the River of Sticks, which is like the last level right before you go fight Hades, uh, Cerberus is there blocking, and of course. You're, you don't have to fight Cerberus. I'll, I'll, I'll spoil that for you right now if you haven't played it. Thank <laughs> God you don't have to. But every time you get past him, it says Cerberus defeated, but not really, though, like in subtitles. Or, yeah. or um, Cerber- Cerberus uh, is going to let you go or, or something like that. In addition to the Bone Hydra, eventually, after you keep beating him over and over again, minor spoilers, it does affect story, but... He's like, hey, can I call you Lerny? I'm going to call you Lerny. And so mm-hmm. every time you beat him, he goes, <laughs> Lerny vanquished. It's no longer Bone Hydra. He just calls yeah. him by a name. Like, it's, it plays with us as the gamers so well. Well, it's even like when you first learn about Hades' mother mm-hmm. and, like, how that's delivered to you. It's delivered by the narrative. But Zag hears the narrator. narrator. Yeah. Like, it's such like a, like it's such a critical story narrative moment. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like told in a fourth wall breaking sort of yeah. way. Um, I also love that I did encounter uh, the Big Lebowski reference. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows of the Big Lebowski reference in this game. I don't know why nobody's ever told me about this. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what you buy the rug. Is. You buy the rug in your bedroom and he says this rug will really tie the room together. It's fucking great. Oh. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. That's I never cool. bought the rug. That's why. You have no taste. That's why. Uh, right. Something I did notice while rolling credits that uh, going back to voice acting real quick, the guy who voices Zagreus also voices Skelly, the skeleton. Mm-hmm. Like, man, Jeez. what a, yep. what a combo. What a talented right individual. There, right? <laughs> I, I love what I love about this game is like, you can play through it a couple times and then you get to see different variations of other bosses. Even the bone Hydra, there's a variation of that. Mm-hmm. And, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And then I, I think the one where I was like, oh, fuck this is where you fight the bull by himself. And then you have to fight him again later on. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. <laughs> but but even then, like the game rewards you because, yes, in the second fight, he's not full health. That right. chunk will be down. Yeah. So I like I, I appreciate that. It doesn't treat us as dummies. Like hey, we yeah. just beat him like a couple rooms ago. Why right. is he back at full health kind of thing? So. Yeah. It's cool. It, it it's it's a lot of fun, and it and it, th- it it does like put in just like just more more of wanting to like play this over again and beat it over mm-hmm. again and try the different challenges. I I wonder where Super Giant's gonna go with their next game because I don't it's know retire. how retire. Dude, it's so unpredictable. <laughs> I think everything like, all they've their games done are different. In, yeah, everything's different. Sure, but like yeah. I feel like nothing can top this as far as like the narrative and how the characters are. And but think about that. Like we've said that about how many different games. I mean, they, that's, that is true. And they do it. 
Yeah. And, it, and honestly, to think about where I started like Bastion and then we get to Hades, it's like mm. a freaking leap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Has anybody played Pyre? No. I have not. Yeah, no. That, that seems like it's the one that's like often know. overlooked. Yeah. I know people who like it fucking love it, but yeah, it's just a weird like basketball esque game. That's how I've been like pitched on it. Basketball, really? That's why I've heard it's like sort of like basketball. It's like a sports game, sort of. Huh. I don't know. If it's on sale one day, maybe I'll pick it up, but sure. like, I don't know. Yeah, but that's been time with um, Hades. I will yeah. most likely have the platinum by the time this episode goes live for everybody. That's I'm, a challenge. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Unless MLB the show gets in the way. No, I put that off until next week. Ooh. Oh, just next week? Okay. Because good. new content drops. There's new car. You know, it's whatever. It's fine. Sure. 380 Barry hours Bonds, in that game. you know? He yep. can't be in a game. He doesn't license his, his name. Real I'm fact. sorry, Kyle. Real fact. I apologize. You better. <laughs> Fucking Mark McGuire. How about that? Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a quote from you that you usually say to me. Fucking nerd. Oh. <sighs> fucking baseball nerd. Hey, get the it's fucking fine. bullshit Mets bullshit out of here. Come on, what are you doing? You fucking fake New York fan. Get out of here. <laughs> me, the fake New York? All right. Oh, I laughed so hard I threw my headphones off. <laughs> uh, Matt, you've been quiet. Yeah. Tell me about, before you tell me about Psychonauts 2, <laughs> let's put out the disclaimer that yes, we understand Double Fine is now a first party studio jake is laughing i yeah uh we understand their first party studio this game started as an indie studio uh indie developed game and it's a crazy like i said earlier with housemark a crazy cinderella story that this game at this studio and this game has had and i can't believe that this game seems to be like a game of the year contender for a lot of people and i can't wait to hear about it i can't wait to play it so matt fucking take it away where do you even start um (laughs) (laughs) well start with this does this game because you're a hardcore Psychonauts oh, yeah. fan? You're the biggest Psychonauts fan I know. Does it live up to the hype? Like, was it worth the Exceeds wait? Exceeds it. Awesome. And yeah. That's right. rare, especially for a game that took 17 years to come out. Uh, yeah. Absolutely exceeds it. Where Psychonauts one was comedy first because that's what Tim Schafer was. Um, comedy first, story second. I am so happy that Psychonauts 2 took this amount of time because you see everything that dev team went through um, after uh, Brutal Legend where mm. they weren't getting picked up anywhere. They became like this an even smaller uh, indie studio doing uh, Amnesia Fortnites, uh, just these game jams and uh, then doing that Kickstarter success story with uh, Broken Age. Right. Uh, since then, they've been nonstop on fire, in my opinion. Um, just, but you see gradually, like where it was comedy, and like this would be cool. Let's do this. To let's tell this story. Um, the comedy is there because it's Tim Schafer. It's always going to be there. But let's tell these important stories. And Psychonauts Two is that evolution. It's. You see uh, Double Fine before, because I believe Psychonauts was Double Fine's first game. And you see Double Fine now. And I can't do it justice with how well it portrays uh, mental health and well-being. Um, seriously, it's 
as somebody who has always struggled with depression and not feeling like talking to psychiatrists or psychologists or anyone about troubles just because I don't want to put burden on anyone. Everything in this game, from just even the littlest part to the grand scheme of it, is all about your mental well-being. And Mm. it knocks it out of the park. That's amazing. Especially, I mean, obviously that's kind of like the setting of the game. Like, Mm. you know, you're traveling as as little as I played of the first Psychonauts game. Yeah, you're traveling around people's psyches and whatnot. And yeah, that's to be able to tackle that so what sounds like exquisitely in 2021 is pretty damn impressive for a franchise. Yeah. That's what 17 year old, 17 years old now. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I look it up there. Uh, games developed. Yeah. Psychonauts one was their first game. Mm-hmm. Obviously Tim Schafer was part of LucasArts back in the day, right. but yeah. So if someone has never played Psychonauts one, could they just jump into this one? They can. And as much of a fan as I am of Psychonauts 1 and how much I enjoy playing older games, it is difficult to play uh, these days without the nostalgia, mainly because of the camera in the game. A lot of yeah. platformers in the, that time had some jank cameras. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I tried playing it. I don't know. A couple, I think I tried to play it when Ramos of Ruin came out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that, this was the PlayStation Classic version, which I know is right. not the ideal which version is, to play. Yeah, the terrible PS2 port and then port yeah. to PS4. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, Matt, you nailed it on the head. Something we discussed um, possibly on shows before that, like, yeah, if you don't have that nostalgia, it is so hard to play these like GameCube, PS2 mm-hmm. era, original Xbox platformers, and even just games in general. Right. Um, that's like me, like. I know I joke about or I like play up my Sonic love a lot for like shows and whatnot, but like genuinely I fucking adore Sonic Adventure 2 battle. That's one of my favorite games of all time. But I know if I tell somebody to go into that <laughs> game for the first time, they're going to think I'm a fucking psychopath uh-huh. with how it controls with, 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 with how much we give Sonic 06 crap. Sonic Adventure and Adventure 2 had almost as much jank. Yeah, Adventure One I can't play yeah. now, even though I've I have nostalgia for it. Adventure One is terrible. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Um. But yeah, to yeah answer your question, you can definitely go in. The game actually opens up with a previously on Psychonauts, and it discusses the first game and Ramos Room. Thanks. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping it would be, yeah. and it's uh, fucking just again crazy that this is on Game Pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And Game Pass fucking rules. <laughs> there's a ton of inside jokes pertaining to one in Ramos Arun, but I don't think you'll be lost at all plot wise for this game. Well, that's more so just rewarding like yeah. old school fans. Yeah. Like you got you kind of have to do that in a series that is so but like a cult series that's mm-hmm. so beloved by so many people. Like, yeah, you have that previously on just to catch up the new fans, but you want to reward your the the mm-hmm. folks who have backed you on fig and who have stuck with you since the studio's inception yeah does it do anything platform platformer wise different than the first game or is it like the first game brought to today's standards um pretty much the latter um we're in the first game you're able to actually i think it was nice and revolutionary for its time where you're able to select three of your powers and map them to any three buttons or not any three, but three buttons that you're able to use these with. 
with this uh, Psychonauts 2, you're able to do four, so it's not revolutionary, but uh, mm. it does help a little bit. Though. Next gen. Right. <laughs> One more power. Uh, <laughs> power of the Series X. <laughs> Um, but I will say like the Xbox money went into. it's one of the most beautiful platformers I've ever played. And not just talking about, um, the technology behind it. Obviously it's a minor release. I just mean, uh, the set designs for these are some of the craziest and most beautiful, stunning things you'll see in a video game. That's awesome. awesome. I'm so relieved to hear that. Like, cause I mean, this had like, Mighty number nine. This could mm-hmm. easily could been in mighty, mighty number been, nine. Yeah. I feel like if Microsoft didn't step in, it might have. It definitely Possibly. I feel would have been scaled back some. Um yeah. I think some of the levels, particularly the one we saw the trailer for at the Xbox thing earlier this year. Um, the Jack Black level. Uh I feel right. like yeah. stuff like that would have been scaled back because some of those are like really big, like it's multi-level levels. Um, mm. I feel like those definitely would have been scaled back and maybe the final touch-ups wouldn't have been nice, but I feel like the story and all the boots still would have been there just cause that's, that is that team. And, um, yeah, I'm sure afterwards it will be public, but, uh, two player productions is, uh, finishing up a documentary for Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Sweet. That's awesome. Let me I good game back. I know. I still got to watch that Axiom Bridge one that uh, Thomas Hap dropped mm-hmm. earlier this year. Um, yeah, Matt, you were saying like how lately Double Fine and for a long time, Double Fine has been on a fucking roll. Um, I was afraid for Psychonauts 2 mm-hmm. once Rad came out. Rad was the one that was like, oof. Rad, okay. yeah, Rad was so similar to like, um, uh, what's it called? Massive Chalice. Uh, which was right, Double Fine's second Kickstarter game. Um, and that one was headlined by Brad Muir. Uh, and I forget who headed up uh, Rad, but it, it's similar to that where like uh, even well, when Rad was the same head as uh, head, no pun intended, but the same uh, lead as Headlander, which gotcha. made me fucking super excited because I adore Headlander. I think Headlander is a brilliant platformer. Still one I need to um, play. It's really good. You would fucking love it. It's a really dope metro. Lee Petty is his name. Petty. Lee Petty. Lee Petty. Oh, Lee Petty. He said his name was Hetty and made a game called Headliner. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Jeez. No. You got to hurt Yeah, I heard Getty Lee. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I think Rad was a grand idea, but they probably didn't have the budget or time to do exactly what the vision was. Which yeah, it's. It seemed like that also because I mean this was the one of the few like not published by Double Fine mm-hmm. as well. This was a Bandai game. Yeah, which I also playing this <laughs> might and, have been uh, played. Sorry, yeah, God, uh, I'm speculation, but also might have been a deal to make more money for Psychonauts Two was to true, yeah, for something else. Yeah, I remember playing this, and um, I played this while Kyle was playing Madame Madon at the Bandai booth. And I was so heartbroken over mm-hmm. this game. <laughs> but yeah. But it's cool. I'm so glad. Again, Psychonauts 2 fucking seems to be incredible. And a lot of people's game of the year contender. And yeah, I, it's on the list. But so many fucking games yeah. out right yeah. now. And More it's not. The way. Yeah. It's not like crazy long, right? No. 
Um, I want to say if you're doing everything, uh, 20 to 30 hours. If you're just going oh, fuck. through the game, maybe like 15. Okay. Maybe I'll pause the embargo thing I'm playing and just blaze through it. It's great. So I really want to play it. I, I could go for a 3D platformer. Cool. Well, Psychonauts 2. Fuck yeah. Uh, I do have one um, other game I actually did think about. Sure. Uh, for Oculus. Uh, Stride. Um, so think Stride. Think like Mirror's Edge. But you are wearing the headset. You are running around. But it also has a grappling hook. Oh. And I... <laughs> Kyle loves grappling hooks. I love shit, you, grappling hook. I, I shit you not, Kyle. When I did the grappling hook in the game, because like you need to set like an actual big, like a nice space to play it. Mm-hmm. When I did that, I felt the actual motion oh, of man. swinging. Okay, I like oh. <laughs> <laughs> did your like your legs get like that jelly? A little shake bit, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and like I felt it in like my stomach and my chest. I'm like, whoa. Okay, I'm down with that. <laughs> Um, right I'm watching a trailer right now. This looks fucking sick. It's awesome. Uh, right now, it just has uh, time trials and stuff like that, but they are working on a full campaign and there will be multiplayer. Or multiplayer might be in there, but yeah. Because uh, if you want to do it, there are guns. Uh, so yeah. Nice. You know what? I have seen this game before because uh, it's very big on TikTok right now that people oh. are just doing like insane kills on TikTok. And I'm like, oh, really? what the fucking game is this? Yeah, it keeps popping up on my For You. Um, and yeah, stride. Holy shit. Yeah. Only 15 bucks. Uh, yeah. For 15 bucks. I mean, holy shit. Wow. I'm just like entranced by the trailer now. That's why I'm like quiet. Yeah. It very much looks like Mirror's Edge or like a sort of Ghost Runner E as well. I still need to play that. I was waiting for the PS5 update. Uh, Soon. October. Awesome. A lot. Uh, some, uh, it, some other stuff dropped today that might be coming out in October too. I'm really excited about. Mm. Well, Same that, for I want to talk a bit about the big con. Yeah. The big con's kind of a semi, at least for me, at least it was a high profile release. One of my more anticipated games. Um, I did review it for six one indie. That review will go up. Well, if you're listening to this on podcast services after Monday, uh, the review should be live on the website. Um, the big con is a narrative adventure game, a very 90s Nicktoons-inspired aesthetic, following Allie, who is uh, trying to save her mother's video store, like a mom-and-pop video store, rental store, uh, from sketchy loan sharks who are pressuring the mother to uh, pay, like, I think, like, $97,000 for, like, the deed for the store. Mm -hmm. And, um... This triggers this grand scheme after meeting this like sketchy like grifter dude uh, to just go around middle America pickpocketing folks and all leading to the titular big con uh, just to try to gain a bunch of money. Uh, This game fucking rules. I really, really love it. Uh, It is a standard narrative adventure going around, walking around, talking to people, getting quests, fulfilling light puzzles and whatnot to fulfill said quests. Um. So very like that, that very basic formula, but it gets, it kind of stands out in a unique pickpocketing mechanic. So any NPC that's around, you could sneak behind them and trigger a little pickpocketing mini game, super simple mini game, a bar pops up and a slider is going back and forth and you have to let go of the button once it's in like a particular area. So you don't get caught. 
Um, if you do get caught, you got three strikes, but you could uh, you could find like different like hats and masks and costumes around. So you can put that on to like get your wanted level back down and steal shit again. Um, what I love on, on that terms is that it's totally optional. You can go into the menu for accessibility sake there in the credits. There is a there were there is an able gamers panel that um, played through it. And I'm, I'm crediting the ability to turn that off to them. Um, so that's super cool. Um, but it never felt like, oh, like I actually like it sort of felt like addicting. Like I had to go rob everybody. I guess that just <laughs> says a lot about who I am as a person. Um, and then, yeah, the other way to uh, earn money is through quests. So you're just roaming around and seeing if you're just talking to people and seeing like what they need and how you could talk to them, and how you could leverage their needs to earn money. So one quest, for example, um, you could eavesdrop on a father and a son and the son is crying about a big toy, like a big Christmas release toy uh, selling out. And uh, you're like, okay, so the son wants the toy. That probably means the father would pay big bucks for said toy. Let me try to find it. Rubbing around the mall, you find the toy. Uh, I'm not going to say what the toy is. It's a 90s reference. Mm-hmm. Um, but you find the toy and you could steal the toy from another child then you go back to the dad and you start like negotiating prices with the father and it's like okay the dad was like okay i'll give you 20 20 for this and you're like i think you can do better than that and he's like okay 25 in my game i was like okay i took the 25 in my preview uh i tried to go further and then yeah he called the mall security on me and i had to like run away and stuff it was very funny when you stole Um, the the toy from the kid did you post the meme mm -hmm. of michael jordan just saying fuck them kids I did not. I did not. Okay. That would have been very nineties. Right. Right. I appreciate where your head's at. Um, (laughs) that broke both Matt and Kyle for a bit. (laughs) Um, what I do love about these quests, one of my fears was that it was going to be a quest like this, like a fetch questy kind of thing like this Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Every quest, every NPC encounter, every interaction felt unique. Like I'd never felt like I was doing the same thing twice, which is a huge credit to Mighty Yell, who are the developers for in this four hour experience. I never felt it was like a rinse and repeat kind of thing, um, which I usually kind of feel in a lot of these mm-hmm. kind of games. Um, and yeah, I mean, the narrative itself also just the narrative and the characters are so fucking delightful. I like I for the first two acts, it is this like goofy, petty crime kind of like comedy 90s comedy film. Um, But then that third act. And if you're doing if you're thorough and doing certain things, um, you could get a little more story beats. And like the the more you give the game, the more it will give back to you. In that third act, it turns into this very wholesome dramedy between like the relationship of a mother and daughter and what that looks like and like a mother's sacrifice to like better her children's future and it like made me fucking choke up at the end a bit because of how fucking sweet it was um while also peppering in that like cliche like liar liar water boy like mm-hmm. 90s fucking comedies like dramedies um i'm trying to think of anything else i mean that, like yeah i fucking really really adored this game i it kind of exceeded my expectations i was worried because the uh, a narrative adventure game has to do a lot or like very specific things to really keep my attention just because I'm that's just not how my brain works, I guess. And I was just in the entire time and I loved it so much. Um, something I do want to shout out two quick special shout outs. The credits fucking awesome. I don't know if you guys saw me tweet about this last night. Uh, they during their special thanks section, uh, there is first off, they thank um, all the 90s parents for 
dealing with us weird kids back in the day that hit home. And I really appreciated that. But immediately after that, it said bolded in blue, no thanks to, and then back to the normal font, COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And I want, I want that to become a trend going forward. <laughs> yep. Please. I fucking love that so much. Um, uh, another special shout out for the credits, uh, the credit song, which oh, I forgot the band name. I shouted out the band name in my review. Uh, I'm probably not going to find it right now. Um, there's it's a alt metal band from Toronto, all female alt metal band from Toronto um, that did the credit song. Um, I forgot what it's called. It's in my review. Go to 61d.com. Um, I linked it, the, the band name also, um, but they're. I listened to their, their like actual music and then like comparing it to this, it sounds nothing like what they actually sound like. I give them so much credit for just completely nailing the tone of like the fucking triumphant end of a nineties film. Like listening to the song gave me the same sensation of Renee Zellweger belting out sugar high at the end of uh, empire records. <laughs> and I just felt so fucking pumped. I loved it so much. Uh, and also uh, the best character of 2021, Rad Ghost. Shout out to Rad Ghost. I, I something I wrote in my review. Wouldn't be surprised if I uh, end up with a Rad Ghost tattoo at some point because the character <laughs> design is the character design and just his vibe is chaotic '90s incarnate. <laughs> just uh, voiced by Dave Fonoy of Dave Fonoy. Oh, sweet. Nice. Yeah, the game looks stunning. Like the the colors, it just pops out. Um, is this on Game Pass or? Or no, not on Game Pass. Okay, no. I I, I saw something because it, it, it I, when I was looking up, it, it the second thing was Game Pass. I was like, oh, is it? But good to know. Not yet, at least. Yeah, and it's only like what fourteen ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine, twenty bucks, something like that. Uh, we yeah. got a review code for it, so I'm not too sure on the pricing. Uh, I think right now it's just Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. Probably coming to more things later on. Yeah, fourteen ninety nine um, yeah, on Steam. So I assume that's totally, on Xbox. Totally worth $14.99. Um, yeah, kind of going off colors. I kept in my review, I kept using Nicktoon as an adjective. This game looks like Doug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like from the characters themselves, which kind of like in a, I maybe in a purposeful way, like kind of just like expresses or exaggerates uh just representation of like mm-hmm. every character is a different color, like a different color of the rainbow, kind of like how Doug was back in the day. Yeah. Um and even like with that, like expressive features and so on and so forth. Um, and also like just the backgrounds of like the quote unquote out of bounds areas is the cliche, like nineties arcade rug of like the crinkle cut little fries and like the, the squiggles and the dots. Saved it's by the bell. Really, yep. Uh, very specific reference I shouted out uh, was that the world feels as if it was colored by kid picks on windows 95. I feel like nobody's going to understand that reference, but <laughs> That's what it fucking looks like and feels like. And it really does like they really nailed it. Um, Another fear was that they were going to. I thought they would rely too hard on 90s nostalgia Mm. just for like cheap kind of like heartwarming feels Mm. Um, like the the nods and the references are plentiful, but they never felt cheap. Like everything felt earned. Like, for example, there is an Empire's record little nod where like the main character says, damn the man at some point. It's like, fuck, yeah. There is a uh, I'll spoil this one because it might be hard to see him. He's just like it's an NPC roaming around the open world. 
not open world. Open world is exaggerating, <laughs> but in one of the the areas, um, there is a character that looks like that '90s photo of the Rock with the turtleneck and chain. Oh, good, nice, <laughs> nice, yes. And like you could you could totally miss him. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff like that. My one critique uh, is moving around the environment. Uh, moving around certain environments can feel a little wonky. Where like if you're trying to trigger a dialogue thing or you're trying to trigger an eavesdrop, um, you have to be very, very, very precise. That's what I was going to ask if they fixed the hitboxes because that was my gripe from the demo too. They fixed it from the demo, mm-hmm. but it still feels a little jank. Um, another like another example of that is that in the first area of this like little farm town, um, there's a gazebo in the middle of the park, and at some point there's a character in that gazebo they could go interact with. When you get close to the gazebo, the scene transitions. Also, the transitions are the cool S. That uh, is very, very fucking good. Uh, Transitions into like a close up shot of like the alley more of the forefront. So it turns into like just a side scrolling, not side scrolling, but like just moving Mm -hmm. left and right to go into the gazebo. Trying to talk to the character and trying to like get close to that hitbox. I kept transitioning in and out of that scene like at least four or five times. Mm. I was like, oh, come on. I just want to trigger this dialogue. And it was like the end of the game. I knew it was like one of the last things I had mm. to do. Um, and also like not really uh, a game break, like not really a, a, you know, huge factor or anything. But I was a little underwhelmed with just like the overarching score. Like I was kind of hoping that it would be more um, referential to like nineties, like sitcom themes mm. or like Nicktoon themes and whatnot, but it never really like stood out to me. It was like mm. totally serviceable, but just like, I always kind of like look for cool music for yeah. something as stylized as this is, but you know, it's serviceable, but you know, nothing to write home about. I mean, cause you would, you would kind of think with the nineties theme, especially if they want to hit that, that theme, you, you would expect that kind of music at least somewhat from this game. Yeah. So like it's, it's there like very loosely, but like nothing, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is fine, but right. yeah. Uh, yeah. How long would you, would you say this game is? I think I beat it in four ish hours. I think I beat it in God. like two sittings. Which I, yeah. Can we just talk about? Please keep making games like this that are like make short games. Yep. Less Love than it. ten hours. Love it. Yep. It's perfect. Yep. Yeah, that's, and I also, think that's it, why I think that's why we keep playing more indie games, honestly, because yeah not only are they like cheaper and that's with quotations because sometimes, you know, less expensive, they are a little, less expensive, less expensive. Than yeah. AAA. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but like the time that you put it into them, it kind of feels like they're more, you treasure that more in a way, especially with these shorter yeah. games. And God, I don't, I can't even tell you how many games I played this year because of that. Yeah. All that bloat um, in the AAA games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Um, and the last thing I'll say on it, because I just keep remembering little notes from my review, um, kind of harkening back to Double Fine a little bit. Um, sometimes in Double Fine Adventure games, I because I frankly am a very dumb person. Um, I get hit with brick walls when I don't know how to solve a certain puzzle quest, whatever. There are many quests that I had no idea how to fucking do in this mm. game. But what I love is that there were so many other options to gain money to move on to the next area or continue on with the narrative. Like I never hit a brick wall where like I felt like I had to look up a review or a guide or a walkthrough or some shit. Um, And like like there was no stop gating the narrative, which I truly appreciate. So it's a very accessible sort of experience if like you're kind of nervous about that kind of thing when it comes to this genre. That's good. 
Yeah. Big fan of multiple solutions in a game to solve a problem. Yeah. And it's not even multiple solutions. It's just like at some point you have to like raise, you have to quote unquote raise 10K or whatever. Mm. And there will be multiple quest lines and pickpocketing and all that kind of stuff. And you won't know how to do like, I, I like came across like, for example, in one area, I had no idea how to do like three things. Like there was a locked door. I didn't know the passcode to, and I was talking to everybody. I had no idea how to get that passcode. There was a, somebody wanted something for like, there's a pawn shop owner that wanted like a certain item. I had no idea where the item was um, and things like that. So I just skipped them, but I was easily able to continue without uh, having to stress out about it. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> How's your cat doing? Jake? <laughs> <laughs> she just keeps hitting me in the face with his, t- with his tail. <laughs> Oh shit. Um Matt, tell me a bit about vomitorium. Uh uh so What is vomitorium? <laughs> every time well, you say it, I think of Metallica. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I kind of have a little bit of a gripe with the description because it describes it as a Metroidvania. And since I'm I'm writing a piece about ending Metroidvania's there's been something lost in translation. This isn't a Metroidvania. This is a Metroid-like because you can find upgrades and you're exploring. Metroidvania would have that plus uh, XP and leveling up. That's that's my distinction that I'm separating the two from. Um, but Vomitorium is a Metroid-like um, first person. So think like um, Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls, uh, Fallout 3, Ford. Um, but it's crude 3D, uh, so like Doom, with uh, paper 2D sprites. So mm-hmm. I think like a Parappa or like early uh, 3D shooters. Um, but it's very, um, what's the word? Um, uh, Lovecraftian, uh, very H.R. Yeah. Geiger inspired as well. Um, but it's it oozes that style like it, it wears it's on its sleeve you do a lot of exploring there's little little just everything everything out there <laughs> it's it's hard to describe because uh you do go around you're trying to find uh different things there's really only like a few actual things you're supposed to do um the boss fights are kind of like dark souls like it has the boss uh, health meter and stuff like that but i haven't found the game to be too hard but um loved it love it what i've played through i thought i played a lot longer only played like an hour and a half apparently okay and apparently it's only four hours ish long so oh fuck yeah let's go um, i'm in yeah oh <laughs> probably yeah I, um yeah this is something i kickstarted sometime this year last year uh and then as soon as the codes came in i was like hey matt this is a mad ass game do you want to review it for us yeah and you just went in blind, and it seems like I hit the nail on that head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably have that drop next month in time with you know Spooky Month. Yeah, um, Spooky Month. Spooky Month. Yeah, I'm really excited to play. I was trying to play it on stream, but then my whole system mm-hmm. on the PC side decided to shit the bed, and I couldn't even run this game that doesn't seem that demanding. No. Um, but eventually, I'll play it <laughs> on that Steam Deck. I'll play it on that Steam Deck next year. Seems like a good Steam Deck game. I hope you find a solution before that. <laughs> I will. I will. 
I'm very, I'm very poor at the moment. I hope I you're really. able to, I guess you're just, yeah. Sure. Don't, yeah. don't use your credit card, like organically come to a solution. I know. <laughs> I trust me. I cannot use my credit card at the moment. It sucks. <laughs> um, let's see. Where do I want to, uh, what's the last thing I want to talk about? I, I have a, I have two last things I've been playing. Um, real quick golf club wasteland. Austin reviewed mm-hmm. this for us. Um, it's a golf, like a mini golf game, but set in a post apocalyptic earth where society moved off planet to Mars. And this is like, well, I should say the ultra rich society, uh, moved off planet to Mars. And it is this like weird, dark futuristic commentary on our reality, uh, wrapped in this golfing game. Um, super cool. I highly fucking recommend it. It's super great. I think in my opinion has one of the best video game, uh, radios in a very long time. I would say since I would argue since like vice city, Ooh, probably one of my favorite in radios. Yeah. I, uh, fuck. What's it called? Like radio, radio nostalgia, something like that. I forgot what it's called. Uh, it's very good though. It's radio super big. rad. I'm working radio big. Um, (laughs) (laughs) well what's uh what's the band from vice city the band yeah the kiss kind of oh love fist love fist thank you i had a love fist cd back in the day it's very good played the fuck out of that cd (laughs) uh and the other big thing i've been playing um been kind of like slowly tripping away at is a mike and matt ass game uh tormented souls yes matt have you looked at tormented i have after you told me about it Torment of Souls is a love letter to PS2, PS1 era Resident Evil and Silent Hill. It is a horror game set in a hospital that is very similar to the Spencer Mansion, for example. Uh, and it is a fixed camera horror game with uh, some even some like uh, Dead Space influences with a lot of the enemies. They look very uh, necromorphic. You know, there you go. That's the word. <laughs> Not. <Okay>. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised how much uh, I'm digging Tormented Souls. It's it feels like, you know, there's that cliche saying of like, oh, it feels like how I remember this playing. Mm-hmm. This feels like how I remember fixed camera playing, not like 2021. I'm trying to play Resident Evil remake right. and like I can't really handle the fixed camera and that this handles this modernizes fixed camera enough where it actually feels good and adds to the tension of the games. And I feel like because of this game, I would love to see more horror just go back to fixed camera. Like, especially this kind of survival mm-hmm. horror sort of game. I would really love to see that kind of return to form. And I think Tormented Souls is a great, uh, a great formula to kind of take from a great starting point. Cause I can't remember, like, I don't know, Matt, if you have an idea, I'm sure like a lot, like maybe like a random indie on steam that we totally bypassed us. Like, I can't remember the last time there has been a fixed camera horror I don't know if the remothered games are fixed camera. Okay. Yeah, there are those. I don't know. I had never, I know I what they are, them. but I never yeah. looked at them. Um, yeah, I'm sure know. there are, especially with all the, um, all the indie horror games. Uh, sure. I'm sure there. something happened. Yeah. Whatever I'm looking at right now in a screenshot from this game is a big sure. joke for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tongues out for Kyle. No, what you looking no, at? No. It looks like it's like a bunk bed situation or or like shelving. Okay. And on the like the post is some creature 
tied to it, like bound oh, yeah. to it. And then like yeah, big, yeah. it looks like either like scissors or giant leather straps coming from the hands. And it looks like the oh, skin yeah. is pinned and looks like a, like a, what is that dinosaur? Iguanodon with like little fin. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That like the sides are splayed out like that and tied to the the frame. Nope, mm-mm, I'm good. Yes, no, no, no. You, what you're describing is correct. Okay, good. <laughs> well, didn't you <laughs> all ever play The Suffering? No, I haven't actually. Me either. Yeah, okay. I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna go somewhere with that. <laughs> no, it's just that remind me because the first one was what like the prison or I think so. I think it was a prison. Yeah. I just remember playing the demo for the second one where you're in a city and you just hulk out into the demon. I'm like, this is not what I thought the game was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt, I think uh, you of all people should give this game a shot. I think this is right up your alley. It's right up both of our alleys where, yeah, it, it is a very much a love letter to Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Granted, what I was describing a lot is the Resident Evil tendencies. Silent Hill kind of turn uh, comes in where there is kind of like an alternate reality mechanic in play mm-hmm. where you could kind of Sometimes you go into the past for puzzle mechanics. Sometimes you go into this, like taken from Zelda, like this dark world to like gain mm-hmm. an item or something, which is fucking terrifying every time. Um, yeah, it's super cool. I, I really dig it. I it's one of those games that you have, like one of the trophies is you can beat the game in under three hours. I'm fucking like five, six hours into it. And yeah. I feel like I'm nowhere mm-hmm. near done with this game. Um, so I'm very much taking my time with it. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, a big Spooky season game for me mm-hmm. as well. Spooky season all year, but you know, we got to. We're in pre October right now, finally. Pre Tober. Um, yeah, that's what we've been playing. Uh, Jake and Kyle, you have anything else before we close out? Nothing I can mention, but. Fair. Hey, Destiny 2. Oh, fuck you. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode 60 of the IndieCast. You could catch uh, me at. Mixtoundro, Jake at Jake P47, Matt at Nerdy Island, Kyle at Mr. K Step. 61 Indie is at 61 Indie, all spelled out, 61indie.com. Uh, follow here on Twitch, subscribe here on Twitch. Remember, September, that's a thing. Help us out. It's cool. Uh, and yeah, we will catch you next week for Dollar Slice. And uh, yeah, goodbye. I love you. <laughs>